Chapter Twenty Eight of Ned Franks or the Christian's Panoply. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Hour of Temptation. It happened one day that the Sylph, having been becalmed for some time off the western coast of Madagascar, her supply of water began to run short and captain cole ordered a boat's crew to land near the mouth of a river and fill some casks a few of the sailors were allowed the enjoyment of a ramble on shore after their long confinement on board and ned franks whom the captain especially trusted was one of these chosen few they were to return to the boat in an hour and to take especial care that they should never be beyond sound of the boatswain's whistle ned gladly availed himself of the leave with full intention to obey the command he had longed to tread on the wooded shore on which he had often gazed from the glowing deck of the sylph and he sprang from the boat to land with an exulting sense of freedom and enjoyment after helping to fill the cast with water ned strolled off alone into the deep woods which to one who so keenly admired the fair scenes of nature appeared like a paradise of beauty after the glare of the ocean it was so refreshing to feed the eyes upon the luxuriant green of the forest there grew the acacia the citron and the palm splendid creepers laden with many-coloured blossoms hung like garlands from the trees a rich undergrowth of grass and fern formed a thick carpet below on which perhaps no human foot had ever trodden before the trees were alive with green parrots and ned as he wandered on slowly making his way through the tangled brushwood caught glimpses of monkeys in the branches above him chattering as they leapt lightly from bough to bough but what delighted the young sailor above all was a plant which he found in a clear flowing stream which wound its way through a part of the forest spread out just below the surface of the water grew a number of beautiful branching plume-like leaves from one stem each leaf from nine to ten inches long and formed as it were of open work like exquisite bright green lace under the limpid water as if in a crystal shrine every leaf in its delicate beauty was seen the larger ones olive green the smaller ones tinted pale yellow each looking as if the touch of a child would tear the light fabric to pieces air bubbles like tiny globes of silver were seen through the open network under the beautiful plant the overandra has since been brought to england but at the time of which i write was as new to british botanists as it was to ned franks green lace growing wild for the fairies cried ned bending in admiring wonder over the stream i must gather and preserve some of those leaves for my father they'll be a rare curiosity in dear old england where one never sees anything like them ned knelt down on the bank grasped the stem of the overandra under its crown of leaves and drew up the whole plant with the root at the end the long fleshy white root covered with thick light brown skin ned knew not that the root was as valuable for food as the lace leaves were remarkable for beauty 
a little further up the stream ned descried other plants of the ovirandra in blossom the stalk with its branching forked flowers rising from the centre of the leaves the sailor was so deeply interested in collecting this and other curious plants that it is scarcely matter of surprise that he forgot that time was flowing on silent and swift as the stream i wonder that i've not heard the whistle said ned franks at last raising himself from the ground with both hands filled with his gathered treasures i am sure that at least an hour must have passed the sailor would have been nearer the truth had he said more than two hours ned paused and bent his ear to listen there was no sound to be heard but the screams of the parrots the chatter of the apes and the rustle of leaves in the wind i'm out of my reckonings said the sailor to himself i can't guess which way to steer i'll shout and my mates will answer long and loud rang the clear hello through the deep echoing woods but no human reply came back on the breeze ned began to feel somewhat uneasy he shouted again and again but still received no answer the utter solitude of these wild untrodden forests now oppressed the spirit of the young sailor with a sense of desolation ned was not one however lightly to give way to either anxiety or fear he struggled manfully on through the brushwood pushing aside the luxuriant creepers that barricaded his path ever and anon stopping to shout and listening but listening in vain if i could but tell in which quarter lies the blue sea i'd soon join my mates said ned franks wiping his heated brow he had already been obliged to drop the greater part of the plants he had gathered the wood here is so thick that i can't see five yards before me i'll mount the tallest palm tree i can find there's one overtopping the rest of the wood high and straight as a mainmast i'll go aloft and look out ned quickly made his way to the tree dropped his remaining plants at its foot and with great agility and lightness began climbing the lofty stem even for him the most active of the crew of the sylph it was no easy task to gain the leafy crest ned did not however so much as pause to take breath till he had reached a height which commanded a somewhat extensive view over the wood and the beach beyond he saw distinctly to the west the horizon of blue sea rounding the prospect with but a single object breaking its clear soft line upon that object the eyes of the sailor were fixed as he clung to his leafy perch with a gaze almost wild in its eager intensity ned could scarcely believe what he saw and it was several minutes before he could give utterance to his feelings in words it is it is the sylph all sails set bearing away to the west my faithless messmates have weighed anchor and left me here to perish the vessel had already sailed much too far from the island for it to be possible for any cry from the shore to reach the ears of those on board franks remained gloomily gazing at the white sails gradually lessening in the distance bearing away as it seemed all his earthly hope then with his heart glowing with indignation at the base desertion the sailor descended the tree and exhausted in spirit as well as in strength flung himself down on the ground at its foot it was then that temptation in a new form assailed the heart of the brave young seaman 
left alone in the wild forest of an unknown and savage land a deep sense of cruel wrong from man mingled with a dark distrust of the love of him who seemed to have deserted his faithful servant in his need night was soon coming on but deeper gloom than night could bring was brooding over a tempted soul weary hungry and faint ned franks was less able to struggle against the evil thoughts that crowded now on his spirit I would not have deserted a dog so, the seaman muttered between his clenched teeth. They did not think it worth an hour's search to save a messmate from starving on roots and berries, dying inch by inch in these woods, or becoming a prey to the wild beasts, or maybe the cannibals of this island. And was this the reward of faithful, fearless obedience to his heavenly king? Ned had not been ashamed of his religion he had dared to confess his god before men and had lived a life more consistent with his faith than any other man in his vessel how readily now rose the thought i have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency then was the time when as an old half-forgotten song will sometimes come to memory drawn back by some links of ideas which we are hardly able to trace Ned thought of the story of the night which had taken his fancy in childhood. He remembered St. George, alone and weary, tempted to drop his good shield as he toiled on in the burning heat. Then Ned thought of St. George, stretched like himself under a palm tree, when the glowing, fiery sun was sinking over the desert. And I have my serpent, too, thought the seaman, as he traced out the allegory in his mind rebellion against god anger against men it is faith that shows me the enemy and it is by faith that i must crush it ned franks sprang to his feet and raised his eyes towards the sky above him oh god help me oh my god forgive me let me put away all hard thoughts of others all mistrustful thoughts of thee whatever i may have to suffer in this wild and desolate land let my faith be firm and unshaken let me be able to say of him who died to save and lives to bless me i know whom i have believed though he slay me yet will i trust in him End of chapter twenty eight